नमस्ते जय हिंद वेलकम टू अनदर एडिशन ऑफ एन आई पॉडकास्ट विद स्मिता प्रकाश थैंक यू फॉर लाइकिंग एंड सब्सक्राइबिंग एंड शेयरिंग विद पीपल हु यू थिंक विल बेनिफिट फ्रॉम दीज कॉन्वर्सेशंस सो let's talk today about think tanks now the bjp is often accused of having a weak intellectual bent strength it's also said that the think tanks affiliated with the bjp uh, they are very rigid in their opinions they don't uh, foster multiplicity of views so today we have with us shorya doval of the india foundation Before Shorya Doval founded the India Foundation he had a successful career in the private sector and is also a budding politician he is the son of the serving national security adviser so quite naturally he gets asked questions about his father who's been dubbed as a super sleuth of India in my conversation with Shorya Doval i will bring about uh, topics which have come in uh, focus especially in the social media which is that the bjp cracks down on think tanks which do not share its own view Uh, which is a pro modi view i will speak to mr doval about the heat which has come on to the so called liberal think tanks like say the center for policy research because they don't share the same world view as the bjp and it's considered that uh, the bjp government led by mr modi is cracking down on them also a part of the conversation will be about the narrative wars which are going on uh, especially in west asia with the israel hamas situation Welcome to the, the uh, podcast, uh, Shorya. Thank you so much for being part of this, and I'm looking forward to this conversation with you. Uh, I hope I have the, your permission to address you by your first name. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's start uh, right away with a controversy. Uh, usually, I come into it in the second half of the podcast. With me, with me, you can start. Start now. right away, huh? So. Um, while uh, you know you had this think tank you do know that uh, the think tanks in india some of them are coming in under extreme scrutiny and uh, there are uh, articles which have appeared in the foreign press even in the domestic press which are critical of the modi government saying that there is this crackdown on left of center think tanks think tanks which are publishing works which which are critical of the modi government and hence uh, the current government is not fostering free thought and multiplicity of views what is your view about this smita i could i mean i totally totally disagree with it mm-hmm. and the reason i disagree with it is that because i run a small think tank myself and i cannot tell you that how self exaggerated view we have of ourselves mm-hmm. of our ability to influence outcomes and therefore when ever somebody does something to us we think that you know it's a this is something that is being done to humanity as a whole let me put this in perspective the modi government enjoys a huge political majority in this country it gets its votes and survives and thrives on the basis of the votes that it gets from these electorates think tanks on the other hand are a very small ecosystem of interacting uh, with certain policy makers academia in trying to influence public or intellectual opinion they don't have never had or don't have mass based appeal that's not their job hmm. so why would a government which is so popular waste its time on think tanks to try and muzzle the think tanks because even if they do it the impact of this is going to be marginal to negligible hmm. it just doesn't make sense 
right? So I think when a think tank start to think that, oh, we are being influenced because people are trying to, you know, uh, go after us because we have we so much. targeted. We are being targeted huh. because we have so much influence. I think they are over-exaggerating their, their influence and impact. Uh, now, think huh. tanks, every case may be different. Hmm. Uh, you know, somebody may have uh, an income tax issue, somebody may have some violation of some issues. Those are legal issues or, or you know, tax issues, whatever they may be. So I don't think that, you know, uh, this 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 thesis is correct. We can go, you know, there may be issue after issue, uh, case by case, why uh, a certain think tank or a certain institution uh, is, is, is under the government's scrutiny. But I don't think that it would make any logical sense for the government to try and muzzle think tanks hmm. just to try and alter public opinion. So a couple of things, uh, I'm not going to go individually into the think tanks because I think it's unfair if they I don't have them on the uh, show to name those think tanks. But certain think tanks have come under scrutiny because of financial uh, reasons, funding uh, which have come. But uh, consequently, those very think tanks have uh, very strong opinions and voices uh, which are critical of this government and those find... Uh, that is quoted in these media articles in which come in the international press. So there is a multiplicity of uh, views which come in as a result of the original article which appeared on that think tank. So to say that it doesn't really matter, these think tanks, what is published, it doesn't really matter. I think uh, it's a very narrow view, isn't it? No, no. Because you see, let's start with why, if you are, if you are basing your argument on the credibility of what is coming out in the Western media or international media, you must understand that the international media has not been the most uh, friendly mm. to this government. And as and you can see this pattern for the last nine years, found time again and again to build this narrative that, uh, you know, free press is being muzzled in this country, voice of uh, opinions of people are being... Think. This is something that they've used uh, as, as a tool mm. uh, to try and create an image of this government both domestically and internationally. Uh, I don't think they have succeeded, at least domestically they haven't succeeded. Even internationally, it has had marginal impact. So they try to pick up every data point and try to point in that direction. That, oh, just because this is happening, this must be because to muzzle free press and therefore that is the reason. So I think to that point that you said, that international media quoting it is to me, means uh, actually validates the point because we see this pattern for the last nine years that uh, you mm. know that this there may be a bias in the way they go about reporting these things. Mm. Now, as far as the think tanks, uh, you know, uh, again, as I said, you know, I cannot comment on the government. It is a government's decision on where and why they, uh, you know, uh, go after them uh, or after any institution, you mm. know, whether an individual or corporation, a think tank. You know, but what as I said earlier was that I think that you know, even if the government was doing it, it would make no sense because because as as I said, running my own think tank, I know what kind of uh, influence and impact we have, or the limited influence and impact we have, and actually it is counterproductive if you do this because um, because then you will go out and say to people that oh this is being done to me because of uh, because uh, you know I hold a different view from the government. Actually, it allows you to get negative publicity. Hmm. Uh, which any uh, political adversary would not like you to go after, get after. I can understand when they do it to each other politically, but there they have a much larger canvas that they are talking about. Hmm. Is think tanks, uh, you know, don't uh, don't have that kind of sweep uh, uh, to be able to 
alter um, opinion of such a matter that it would make no sense. It's just like sometimes I'll honestly tell you: so people come and you know think that oh, think tanks, uh, you know, is a uh, is a way by which um, you know a political party would end up uh, you know having influence or making money. You go and ask them that you know if you're running a corporation, you don't make money by uh, stealing stationery. Right? If you are a big company, political parties have their way of generating funds. They're not going to use a think tank, which is like you know a couple of computers and desks and some uh, research scholars. So they could do it, but it just doesn't make any logical sense. So mm -hmm. I think, I think that some substance of what is going on is that there have been there is a viewpoint that obviously at any point in time exists uh, in favor of the government or against the government of the day. I think. The popular support of this government is crowding out the opposition voice, the intellectual opposition voice, just because it, that is so loud and that is so visible. That is can happen. That the space that is available that? because the opposition and even the uh, the intellectual class in this country says that that's not true. The opposition's voice is stifled. For example, let's talk about your uh, organization, right? Um, uh, you keep saying India Foundation is very small. It's it's uh, but the point is that it is the it has the uh, strongest point of view in uh, as far as the uh, intellectual class is concerned. Would you? Uh, for example, take uh, Karan Thapar, uh, his um, show onto your, uh, you know, or have him as one of the panelists in in your discussions. Would you do that because he has an anti-establishment point of view, or or anybody else? Would you bring those guys on? No. So in my in our particular case, I could I can give the answer. I would not because because I don't think it will serve any purpose. The problem with 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 people uh, with some of the our opposition is that they are so embedded in their viewpoint, they are so embedded in their thought process that they are not open to any discussion or debate. They've already formed the opinion, and this has been the problem with actually historically a lot of the intellectual class in this country. Uh, mm. You know that they've already formed their opinion, and they've already uh, and so they can argue, it can become acrimonious, they can abuse. They can even uh, insinuate. They can even charge you with things. But what they will not do is objectively look at things and be ready to change their opinion, as it is if the data or the facts are to the contrary. So correct me if I'm wrong. As a uh, as somebody who heads a think tank, a think tank should encourage multiplicity of views, right? When you have your events, when you publish articles, but the charge always is that uh, the right wing. Think tanks, whether it is the Vivekananda Foundation, whether it is the India Foundation, they do not encourage this multiplicity of views. You are saying that the left uh, liberals are not exactly the liberals, and they have a mindset which prevents multiplicity of views. That is the same accusation they make for you. The way I will judge it is that both of us are trying to capture the people who are in the middle, that is, who don't have an opinion, <laughs> who are neutral, and are willing to listen to the best argument and swing in their favor. I'll take some comfort in the fact that in the last 20 years or 25 years, we have been growing. Hmm. Means we are pulling more people to our side intellectually than they are. The, you mean the right wing? The right wing. Okay. Right? So the fight is not for the extremes on both sides. They've already taken their view. The, the competition with a better argument, with a better narrative, with a better fact, is to try and win over those, particularly the young, who don't have an opinion, who are, who are, who are not tainted either ways and are willing to be open to ideas. So, uh, 
that is the that is their effort as well as as ours uh you know and 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 that is what i think we are when we talk about the battle of ideas it is that ideas that we are engaged in of course we would not like to reduce the number of our on our side people who are that opinionated mm. and we'd like to be more and more open all the time because we know that if we are open then only we will try to be able to absorb new facts and we are not wedded to uh, any any opinion we are only wedded to our objectives and what are our objectives we want to see a strong prosperous um uh, confident progressive india correct right that is our end objective now if 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 anything that we are doing takes us away from that then we should be able to change our opinion and recorrect this is what you appeal to the to the people on the left as well assuming that their agenda is also the same hmm. right they also want um, a, a peaceful prosperous progressive india they wanted minus you guys you wanted minus their guys no that is the difference they have have wanted uh, uh, this minus us Be- purely because they think that we don't have the uh, we are not intellectual yeah. uh, you know partners or intellectually worthy of their partnership yes we have no such qualms correct you know? i've seen that from the left side there is a there is a kind of an intellectual snobbery uh, when they term uh, you people on the right wing uh, as that it's a weak intellectual bench strength unko kya pata wo jab jab intellectualism ki baat karte hain sirf oh india was a great uh, country at, you know at one point of time we have they hark back on the past and that everything that they talk today is harking back on the past and with aspirations to become vishwaguru when we don't have basic bijli sadak pani roti kapda makan so there is this constant attack on you guys that you are you have an weak intellectual bench strength your side on the other hand uh, when when say suppose a centrist is to go to one of your uh, events agar kahi galti se keh diya that secularism is something which is necessary for the country or something like that ha ye wo pseudo secular you are the kind of person that advani ji used to attack there is this resistance to accept the centrist point of view to dekhiye dono hi गलत अप्रोचेस हैं मेरे okay. ख्याल से ठीक hmm. है ना अगर 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 हम भी ऐसा करते हैं हम में से जो लोग ऐसा करते हैं आई थिंक दैट इज इज नॉट द राइट थिंग टू डू बिकॉज इट इट डजेंट लीड टू द काइंड ऑफ इंटेलेक्चुअल प्रोग्रेशन दैट आई वाज टॉकिंग अबाउट और विनिंग ऑफ द हार्ट्स एंड माइंड्स दैट वी बोथ आर इंगेज इन उनका आर्ग्यूमेंट हमारे बारे में तो कम्प्लीटली बेनिफिट ऑफ फैक्ट्स एंड डेटा है वो तो प्योर प्रेजुडिस है उसको तो हम देख सकते हैं क्योंकि जो आप जो ये बात कहते हैं कि आप यू नो यू गो कीप गोइंग बैक टू द पास्ट इज नाइदर फैक्चुअल नॉट ट्रू बिकॉज क्या है कि हमारा जो लिबरल इंटेलिजेंशिया है या लेफ्ट है विच सफर्स फ्रॉम ए डीप सिंड्रोम ऑफ यू नो कलोनियलिज्म दैट हैज दैट दे हैव इनहेरिटेड नॉट देयर फॉल्ट बट दिस इज बीन द कल्चर दैट दे हैव इनहेरिटेड ओवर सेंचुरीज विच इज विच इज नो सेल्फ बिलीफ इन दम actually their biggest problem with mr modi and and this is the audacity of belief ki how can they believe ki ye kar sakte hain because we aren't supposed to do this right hum to gulam the we're supposed to be conservative we're supposed to uh, we're supposed to be the second fiddle right we have to justify that how can it be that indian cricket team can go, get on to the field and say is bar to hum world cup jeetenge या यू नो इंडिया कैन गो बैक एंड से हम तो अब मून पे लैंड करेंगे या हम 2047 में विश्व गुरु बनेंगे दी ओडेसिटी ऑफ दोज ड्रीम्स 
is 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 what they are fundamentally against and that is what has made them timid and that is what that kept this country as well as timid the good part is that this country as a whole has rejected that timid approach and the fact uh, evidence of that fact is in every aspect of our uh, public life or our national life from uh, you know politics to sports to films to uh, business and on the in the late in the late it has also started reflecting in our public life in the things of our public leaders the only people who haven't accepted it is this intelligentsia which is still caught up in their old paradigm hmm. we on the other hand actually realize that this pride isn't really unfounded this pride comes back from a whole chain of events that goes back thousands of years yes there was a period of a couple of hundreds of years where it was eclipsed we could not project it because uh, but that did not take away from the achieve uh, that our achievements so when the for example when the english came in the 1700s and colonized india and told us that they bought education and they bought knowledge and before that our ancestors were baboons jumping between trees that is not factually correct we do know now that our ancestors had measured the distance between the earth and the sun that they were doing architecture in temples that was to the precision of highest degree of geometrical and engineering achievement so aisa nahi tha ki hum english abcd padhna sikhe tabhi hum wise hue aur padhe likhe hue to ye baat ko but itne isko ye karke bar bar ye kehna ki saab since ye isko karte hain ye ye log intellectually defunct hain ya intellectually benefit hain of ideas is not correct हमें फर्क नहीं पड़ता बिकॉज मुझे लगता है कि वी एज वी एज 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 मूवमेंट और आइडियोलॉजी है मूड बियॉन्ड दैट लेकिन हमको ये बात समझ आ गई है कि किसी भी देश को किसी भी समाज को किसी भी सोसाइटी को इफ इट हैज टू मूव फॉरवर्ड द फर्स्ट थिंग दे मस्ट हैव द फर्स्ट क्वालिफिकेशन दे मस्ट हैव इज सेल्फ प्राइड आई नॉट सिंग एरोगेंस बट सेल्फ प्राइड इन सेल्फ बिलीफ सेल्फ कॉन्फिडेंस and you have to fill them with self confidence and pride before you can expect them to do something meaningful hmm. so when the prime minister goes and talks about self pride uh, which is by the way a big reason for his political success these people think that oh it's exaggeration hmm. what they don't realize that it is that self pride that allows the common citizen of india to start doing things that they otherwise believed they could never do yeah right now this this is a this this to me i don't know what intellectualism is or how do you define it but to me this is the first step to start on the on the process of 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 a of, a, of an individual a family a society a country on its path to progression you know this timidity and this diffidence that you talk about for generations of indians um since you're a numbers man i have to ask you and in one avatar you were a banker mm. so you you do realize that it's also connected with our economy that when you're when you are not when you're this barely a developing nation how do you have self pride you do you are diffident because you're you're sitting in a committee of nations where your economy is nothing compared to them so that that hard power and soft power combo only works just a soft power and you know projecting your soft power when your economy is not doing well so there is a reason why i i am guessing that that timidity and that diffidence existed in us you are absolutely right smita that there is a reason why this timidity and uh, you know existed um i'll come to the reasons what we could have done in the past to 
overcome it. I think we didn't do enough. Yeah. But since you talked about numbers, let me give you the perspective of how and where we have come. And I'll not try to complicate it. I'll keep it very simple so that your audience understand it. Think of the GDP of a country as the income of a nation, like just the income of a family. When the English left us, the GDP of this country was thirty billion dollars in 1947. It took us about sixty years. Actually, it took us about by the time we came to 1997, which is fifty years of independence. Our GDP had gone from thirty billion to three hundred billion. Hmm. In 60 years, that is around 2007, we became a trillion-dollar economy. In this world of about 200 odd nations, even today there are only 16 countries that are over a trillion dollars. That is why India is a G20 country. Okay. We became so it took us 60 years to become a trillion dollars. So it, 60 years is about three generations. So hmm. 20 years is life of a generation. So you know, three generations go to earn for the family, the country, the amount that takes you from 30 billion to a trillion dollars. In the next seven years, between 2007 to 2014, we double it from one trillion to two trillion. So, what has taken us 60 years only takes us seven years. From 2014 to 2019, in five years, what took us 60 years, then seven years, we became a three trillion dollar economy. In five years, we achieved, we earned the same that had taken 60 years. Then, between today, around 2023, we are about 3.6, 3.7 trillion. We are about seventy-five years of our independence. What we have achieved in the last seventy-five years, this is about three and a half trillion. Do you know? In the next ten years, we learn that again. We will be about seven trillion at the worst by twenty thirty-four. Okay, that's the cycle. That's so. We are we are becoming economically big in a huge way, hmm. in, and not in incremental terms, but in exponential terms. We have now. Gone in what Einstein used to say: the eighth power of 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 the eighth wonder of the world, which is the power of compounding. At this rate, even by the most conservative standards, we will be somewhere between a twenty trillion dollar to a forty trillion dollar economy by the time hundred years of our independence come, putting us in the top two or three economies of the world. Now, this is a constant; nobody can stop it, irrespective of the political regime, political dispensation. I mean, other than some geopolitical events, internally there is. very little risk to this trajectory of us with this obviously comes a sense of self confidence comes a sense of belief your voice is suddenly heard you know you are no longer being dictated you are part of the high table where you get spoken Correct. to and you you get heard and for some of us we have seen that happening in our work lifetime in, in our work lifetime in the way we travel in the way yeah. we go abroad in the in the in the way india is talked about the way Correct. india is respected but the point that you were saying that you know this has to happen in a in a parallel way by which you can have all of this but you can still not realize what you are unless with that same story where you know that uh, you know a, a cub gets lost among the sheep and gets you know goes up on the sheep until one day he realizes and looks into the water and he says ki i'm maybe a sheru and he when he roars he you know so yeah. you don't realize you are a lion the sense of leadership the job of the leadership is to give their people the sense of belief hmm. that we are getting there we are we have a vision that we are going to go and that's where we will end up the problem that in these interim years and i think this is where china overtook us in the 80s was that our leadership just failed to give us this Uh, this sense of where we were going in our trajectory there was no excitement of where we were going there was no sense of pride in where we were going yes we were rolling on from 30 billion to 300 billion and to a trillion and we were just getting along we were not feeling a sense like the chinese felt 
इवन इन दीस दैट यू नो वे आर द मिडल किंगडम वे आर गोइंग टू रूल द वर्ल्ड यू नो एक वो सेंस था वो मिसिंग था वो आई थिंक इन द लास्ट टेन ईयर्स इज समथिंग दैट वी हैव नाउ बिकॉज ऑफ आवर आवर लीडरशिप हैव हैड अ थिंग एंड आई थिंक गोइंग फॉरवर्ड द वे आई लुक एट इट दैट एनी पोलिटिकल लीडर हु कम्स इन दिस कंट्री इरिस्पेक्टिव ऑफ देयर पोलिटिकल डिस्पेंसेशन विल हैव टू केटर टू दिस डिमांड बिकॉज दैन एवरेज इंडिया नाउ बिलीव्स दैट दिस इज वेर दे आर हेडिंग एंड दे वॉन्ट देयर लीडर्स टू बिहेव इन दैट मैनर इन टेक दैम देयर इन दैट सो आई थिंक जो ये जो ये जो ये इंटेलेक्चुअल्स की टिमिडिटी है और अगर उनको अगर उन अगर वो एक्चुअली इंटेलेक्चुअल्स हैं और वो एक्चुअली जाइंट्स हैं तो वो इतने टिमिड क्यों वो ये क्यों नहीं कहते कि अच्छा हमने पिछहत्तर साल में कितने नोबेल प्राइजेस जीते हमने कितने बुकर प्राइजेस जीते हमने कितनी ऐसी किताबें लिखी जिन्होंने वर्ल्ड का नरेटिव चेंज किया हमने कितनी नई आइडियाज जनरेट किए जिसकी वजह से हम दुनिया में छा गए हम तो कहते हैं ना कि हम विश्व गुरु बनना चाहते हैं वो तो उसी अंग्रेजी को रिगर्जिटेट करके यहाँ बोलते हैं ठीक है ना हार्वर्ड ने बोला था अमेरिका में बोला था उसको आप अच्छी अंग्रेजी में झोला वोला पहन के यहाँ बोल देते हो और उसको सोचते हो कि ये लोग उससे इन्फ्लुएंस हो जाएंगे तो वो टाइम जब इंडियंस अंग्रेजी से इन्फ्लुएंस हो जाते थे वो तब तक वो चलता था हम सोचते थे यार बहुत पढ़े लिखे लोग हैं अंग्रेजी में बोल रहे हैं कोई ऐसी बड़ी बात कह रहे होंगे फिर हमको रियलाइज हुआ कि यार ये तो कोई बड़ी बात नहीं फिर कहते बाहर से पढ़ के आए हैं तो फिर जब हम भी पढ़ गए उन कॉलेजेस में तो हमने कहा यार ये तो कोई बड़ी बात नहीं है ये तो कुछ भी नहीं बोल रहे एक्चुअली वहाँ के भी ये थर्ड रेट ही थे यहाँ के ये बोलने लगे तो यहाँ लोग आइडिया तो ये कि आपके नए आइडियाज़ क्या थे तो जो जो लोग हम कह रहे हैं हम ये कह रहे हैं कि अगर आप अपने वापस जाइए अपने पूर्वजों की तरफ आप जाइए उनको समझने की कोशिश करिए तो आप ये देखेंगे कि वो वो तो रियल थिंकर्स वो थे वो नई फिलोसफीज के बारे में बात कर रहे थे वो नई साइंसेस के बारे में बात कर रहे थे वो नए मेडिकल टेक्निक्स के बारे में बात कर रहे थे वो एस्ट्रोफिजिक्स के बारे में वो देवर रियल इंटेलेक्चुअल जाइंट्स हाँ क्योंकि वो पॉलिटिकली हार गए एंड वी एक्सेप्ट दैट फैक्ट वी एक्सेप्ट दैट फैक्ट दैट वी मेड अ वीक स्टेट एंड वी लॉस्ट पोलिटिकली फॉर विच वी पेड अ प्राइस फॉर अ थाउजेंड ईयर्स बट दैट वन प्राइस डज नॉट टेक अवे फ्रॉम द फैक्ट दैट फॉर थाउजेंड ऑफ ईयर्स वी डिड हैव एन इंटेलेक्चुअल ट्रोडिशन दैट वी वर वर्ल्ड लीडर्स एंड सिंस वी हैव लर्न अ लेसन वेल we will never ever again in life uh, in our future ever be slaves again okay so two points one is we lost politically is pay expansion i want two um, you are a product of a civil servants family too you understand uh, because you would have seen it that uh, uh, timidity uh, the intellectual class of our country usually arose from this civil servants background they were sons and daughters of ias officers they were the ones who could afford to travel abroad some of them were from business families they traveled abroad to study right लॉयर्स बैरिस्टर्स जो हमारे फ्रीडम फाइटर्स के उनके बच्चे दे ऑल ट्रैवल नाउ इन दिस रेरिफाइड एटमोसफियर ऑफ द इंटेलेक्चुअल क्लास ऑफ द इंटेलेक्चुअल क्लास थॉट इट वलगर टू टॉक अबाउट आर पास्ट अचीवमेंट्स वलगर टू बोस्ट अबाउट आर पास्ट एंड आर प्रेजेंट वॉट एवर वी वर अचीविंग इवन इन दटीज एंड नाइन्टीज एज यू वर टॉकिंग अबाउट द नंबर्स इट इज इट इज बोस्टफुल इन नेचर यू डोंट टॉक अबाउट द सक्सेसेस अब ये चाहे आप फैमिली का माइक्रोकॉजम देख लीजिए या आप कंट्री का माइक्रोकॉजम देख लीजिए इट वॉज कंसिडर्ड इट वॉज कंसिडर्ड अनबिकमिंग यू वुड हैव सीन इट इन योर फैमिली टू यू डोंट यू डोंट टॉक अबाउट कि हाँ मेरे बेटे ने ये सब किया मेरे बेटे ने यू नो ही इज गॉट अ पी एच डी नो यू जस्ट बुरी नज़र लग जाएगी यू वर टॉट ऑल दीज थिंग्स और यू वर टोल्ड कि अपनी तारीफ खुद नहीं करना सो दिस इज अ पार्ट ऑफ योर 
of the Indian mindset. Do you agree with that? I will say that, and I can correlate to this uh, uh, because I uh, was bo- I'm both an ob- been a victim of it, and I've observed it very closely. So it's a similar thing which but, I go you know, through. Uh, but I had a little through. bit of a different background. Yeah. So what happened was that you know, as a young boy, huh. I grew up. I I went to Pakistan, and I grew up in Pakistan, right? Where as you know, I by default being the only Indian among fifty other Pakistani boys. Got uh, you know sort of seeped into nationalism. Yeah, uh, you'll have to expand on this because I was going to come in the later part, but you'll have to expand on this why you were in Pakistan. Because my father was posted there, so as a young boy uh, when I was in school, I had gone there, and you know I had lived there for about six years. So and I come from a background of the you know I'm from Uttarakhand, a military yeah. background, etc. So nationalism was something which was innate to us. But even other than that, I you know just by default of you know being the only guy among. Fifty other, forty-nine, forty-nine other people. You learn to, uh, def- you learn to become very patriotic. So n- no other reason, just survival. Hmm. I come back to India. So we're talking late eighties, early nineties. I live in a government colony, and um, you know I go to the best schools here. I go to Hindu college. You know, same hmm. as you rightly said, the the intellectual class, the, the the theoretically the ruling class of this country. And what do I observe? I observe that uh, you know. As you uh, talking about nationalism is vulgar, hmm. you know. Talking about feeling pride in your country is vulgar. Something which was a survival necessity for me. Suddenly, when I come back to my own country, among my own people, I actually find I am out of place. You know, this is, is something that you are you discard. As a matter of fact, you'd be surprised that in these colonies, you know, fifteenth August and twenty January were holidays. We hadn't. We didn't have the concept of waving the national flag. Yeah. It was only much later that we actually understood what the power of a flag was. So it was. It was. We were progressive. We were supposed to move on. We were supposed to go tomorrow and study at foreign universities, get to best colleges, get accepted in these drawing rooms and these gymkhana clubs. You can't be talking about nationalism. You know. You know. I mean, if if any of you. You know, if you're from the Pakistan experience, was supposed to be like a nightmare. You're not supposed to get over it and move on, as you said. Yeah. So it's got to be now. The problem with this attitude now that I'm much older and wiser, and I think I realize is that um, the problem with this attitude is what I just told you. It's like a very classic story, as I tell you about the Indian cricket team. Indian cricket team for its longest period. Where was was a gentleman's team. It used to come yeah. from a from a place called Shivaji Park in Bombay. Most yeah. of them through a club of friends and family. Um, and play very decent cricket, you know. So somebody is Sunil Gavaskar's brother-in-law was uh, Gunda Pavishwanath, and then you know Dilip Vangsarkar, you know a certain caste uh, kind of people from Shivaji Park area. Very decent, uh, but but very mediocre players. Indian cricket team was so mediocre that they went into the 1983 World Cup thinking they will lose and go for a holiday from Are London to. You saw the match, right? Huh? I mean, I belong to a generation of where, when I was a kid, there was a Bishan Singh Bedi, there was a Chandrasekhar, there was a Yerapalli Prasanna, and one would just pray that, "Boy, one wicket take le, wo bhi test match mein. Exactly. Not one day mein. Wo matlab ek wicket le le, do wicket le le. Agar chhe run banayega, to yehi baat hai. And you felt that sense of, you know, envy towards those countries which had an Imran Khan. Yes. Disgustingly, we would feel envy towards a Pakistan. We would look at, which you know, we could never produce on fast bowler. हम क्यों नहीं कर सकते? And then you know what happens? One uh, ignorant couple devs from rural Haryana enters the Indian team. Who was laughed at because of his English. English. But what he does is he makes you win the World Cup in 1983. Yeah. 
The minute he makes you the World Cup in 1983, every village and town in India starts thinking, we can enter the Indian cricket team. Lord behold, fast forwarded 20 years. Indian team is not at all civilized. But you know, those 11 yeah, players... Civilized in quotation, in the quotation marks. Term, but yeah. when they get into the field, they are the best 11 players that come out of the 130 crore Indians. And they are a fighting machine. In the last 10 years, they won all those, you know, more games than they won in the first 70 years. Yeah. Right? So it was their self-pride in themselves that they could do it. Today, you know, the same Australians you and the English... Kohli was put down. gentleman it's a gentleman's game. game. Exactly. And this aggression is coming in every area. So, I have to So, that intellectual class which was there for 40 years is feeling threatened from by these... Because, because not feeling threatened, actually more than threatened, facing irrelevance. Because they don't have any takers. And especially in the young people. You can see why Modi is so popular. क्यों क्यों आफ्टर ऑल इट्स अ इट्स अ अल्टीमेट विन फॉर देम क्योंकि वो ये बात कहते हैं जो ये यंग लोग सुनना चाहते हैं ऑब्वियसली आफ्टर ऑल अगर मैंने पिक्चर बनाई और मेरी पिक्चर ने नहीं चली तो मुझे पूछना चाहिए ना कि मेरा ऑडियंस मुझे क्यों नहीं देख रहा ठीक है ना तो आप ये देखिए कि आपका आईडिया क्यों नहीं बिखरा आपका हो सकता है कि आपका आईडिया का टाइम निकल गया उसकी शेल्फ लाइफ खत्म हो गई इट्स पास्ट इट एक्सपायरी डेट ठीक है वो देश बदल गया कॉन्टेक्स्ट बदल गया दुनिया बदल गई और हर वो आइडियोलॉजी, including हमारे, if we don't change with the times, the biggest risk we run is the risk of irrelevance, and that is why जब आप मुझे आपने शुरू में से सवाल की कि आपने कि हम हम इस पे रेट के साथ करें या सरकार रेट करती है, हमें पता है कि इस आइडिया को जिताने के लिए हमें बेटर आइडियाज लाने हैं। इस जीत को जिताने के लिए हमें बेटर नरेटिव लाना है हमें बेटर तरीके से अपने आइडिया को कम्युनिकेट करना हम ये लड़ाई टैक्स रेट और उससे थोड़ी जीत सकते अगर ये जीत सकते तो ये हमें हम खत्म हो गए थे ना इनके पास तो 75 साल था ये आइडिया को तो नहीं खत्म कर पाए कोशिश तो इन्होंने भी करी दे यूज द सेम इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स बिकॉज़ एन आइडिया इज नेवर डिफीटेड बाय डूइंग दीस थिंग्स एन आइडिया इज डिफीटेड बाय अ बेटर आइडिया बाय अ मोर रेलेवेंट आइडिया बाय एन आइडिया दैट इज रेलेवेंट टू द टाइम्स दैट इट इज इन so you know uh, uh, two points one was i want to come back to that what you said about that that we lost uh, the battle of ideas political ideas long ago and then it is a revival uh, one was that and the two is that when you talk about that we have to come up with the new ideas so what you are or uh, the think tanks associated with the right wing are uh, accused of is bombast with no content Whereas what you are saying is that there is no way that there can be aggression in terms of putting forth your ideas if you don't have strong ideas. Am I wrong or Absolutely. am I right? I said first thing is that definitely we need to have, I said what first thing you need to have is self-belief and self-confidence. Hmm. Yes. The point I do take is that we don't have yet the kind of academic rigor and discipline that uh, maybe the people from the left had but the reason for that is they just had more time. Hmm. They've had more time in controlling the educational institutions, the research, the funds hmm. to be able to develop that intellectual content. Okay. We've just about started. They deliberately um, devoid us of the space and time to, to keep us out of the race. Hmm. They didn't compete equally. You know, as India as India Foundation, we start we used to run this thing called India Ideas Conclave, which is an ideas thing where we get an eclectic mix of people from all across just to debate on the idea India. 
in 2015 the first year we did it of 2016 when the first time we did it in goa uh, it was a big event of 200 300 people it was the first time i was organizing it i come from an economics background so i didn't have too much of interaction with people from academia etc but one thing i observed was there is the conference came to an end a lot of people came to me and shook my hands and said thank you so much for organizing it we're so grateful for the first time we could speak our hearts out and our minds out you know without feeling threatened so i thought this was odd you know why why were they talking th- but then when i actually spoke and found out i actually found it did these people were actually victimized these of can- people, cancel culture of cancel culture right oh, in in that time in that, when right? they were that term wasn't known exactly now as i told you mine was a very intuitive experience by saying you know nationalism ke bare mein mat baat karo in these government colonies and it looks very uh, but in the in places like academia in places like where research in universities this view this ideology or this viewpoint was actually kept out of academic research and and and, and so to, for them to develop get them the funds to do to do the research to do the, do the academic rigor so i take that point that theek hai aaj hamari academic rigor aur wo utni achhi nahi hai but give us another 10 15 years हमारे आज जो हमारी नेक्स्ट जनरेशन है वो पढ़ रही है वो हिस्ट्री को दोबारा से पढ़ रही है उनके पास रिसोर्सेज हैं पंद्रह साल बाद बात करेंगे कि 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 हम कितने इंटेलेक्चुअली बेनिफिट हैं या इंटेलेक्चुअली वाइब्रेंट है लेकिन हमको ये पता है कि इस जर्नी में सेल्फ प्राइड से पहला स्टेप लिया जाता है और सेल्फ बिलीव से पहला स्टेप लिया जाता है यही हमारे पूर्वज करते थे इसलिए वो विश्वगुरु थे हमको भी करना पड़ेगा और हमारी एस्पिरेशन और हमारी डिज़ायर टू विश गुरु बनने की है जैसे कि ये ये वही लोग थे जिन्होंने कहा था कि ऐसे देखिए ये तो ऐसे है ये रॉकेट लेके साइकिल के ऊपर जा रहे हैं किसी दिन ये चंद्रयान बनाएंगे या ये तो हारने वाली टीम है किसी दिन ये क्रिकेट मैच जीतेगी क्योंकि इनको अपने पे भरोसा नहीं था ठीक है ना एक्चुअली वो किसी ने बहुत सही कहा हम दुनिया को वैसे नहीं देखते जैसे दुनिया होती है हम दुनिया को वैसे देखते जैसे हम होते हैं जब इन लोगों को यह एहसास हो जाएगा कि हिंदुस्तान अभी एक जीतने वाली कौम है इसका ये एक अगली जनरेशन इस दुनिया को क्यों एक्चुअली लीडरशिप और डायरेक्शन देगी तो इनको को ये रियलाइज होगा कि ये जो बातें कह रहे हैं ये कितनी रेलेवेंट थी, थी फिर उसके बाद ऑब्वियसली देन एवरीथिंग गोस हमको मेहनत करनी पड़ेगी हमको डिसिप्लिन होना पड़ेगा right. हमको बेस्ट इंस्टीट्यूशन बनाने पड़ेंगे हमको बेस्ट रिसर्च करनी पड़ेगी इट्स ऑल्सो पार्ट ऑफ दैट दैट होल कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ अंत्योदय दैट द लास्ट मैन इन द लाइन हैज टू बी हैज टू बी ब्रॉट अप एंड दैट्स पार्ट ऑफ द बीजेपी बट पार्ट ऑफ द बीजेपी कल्चर द कल्चर करेक्ट नॉट जस्ट द बीजेपी आई मीन द एंटायर संघ कल्चर ऑफ दैट बट दैट इज ऑल्सो नाउ आई हैव सीन सम इंटेलेक्चुअल सेइंग दैट जस्ट लुक एट दिस दैट हियर इज अ हियर इज अ पार्टी व्हिच टॉक्स अबाउट wanting to be a vishwa guru and that they are going to be trillions of dollars economy but at the same time we are still in a position where we have to give free rations uh, which the prime minister announced recently that we have to give continue with the aspect of free rations which means dole continues for the next 5 years um it's a different matter that in america you still have food stamps the most powerful country in the world um but if you if we were going to be so strong if we are so strong and we are such a strong economy why is it that uh, we still have so much of poverty in the country and if we do have that are we trying to cover that up you know uh, smita this is this is such a uh, this is such a convoluted argument because it presupposes that uh, both the things cannot simultaneously exist hmm. 
right? And the people don't have a context to what they are talking about, right? So today uh, we are poor, but we are not as poor as we were earlier. We are educated, but we are not as educated as we would like to be. That does not mean that uh, just because it is my status today doesn't mean it can't be improved tomorrow. When I talk about my vision, when I talk about my desire, when I talk about my dream, don't kill my dream by saying that you are not capable of doing it. This is exactly how they, they kept people out of from the game. See, this Ajkala Pradhan Mantri talks about Parivarvat. You know, for, how strong a concept is. They said to an average Indian, Tum to kari nahi sakte. Ye to padhe likhe ek certain class hai jo is desh ko kuma chalayega. But you know, when a chaiwala's son becomes the Prime Minister of India, do you know what happens? Millions of chaiwalas in this country start believing ki hum bhi kar sakte, humara bachcha bhi kar sakta hai. Now, doesn't mean that everybody will become Prime Minister. But out of the thousands who will, millions who will go out, one will become, some will become much, much better. Everybody will move up because they now you've given them a dream. You don't kill people's dreams. You don't tell people they can't do it. You tell people this can be done and then you help them do it. Now talk, you know, in this country, just see in the last 10 years, how much change that is. I mean, it's not even comparable. You know, they, you, they said it's not possible. Here is a man who has made it possible. I mean, I even take just... Academia, I just take leave aside the hard infrastructure. You make in the last 75 years 700 colleges. In the last 10 years, he adds another 700. Right now, because he genuinely believes that another 700 kids colleges will generate these kind of kids, that you make 16 IITs, he increases it to 23, you make you know 50,000 medical colleges, he doubles it to 100,000 medical colleges. In the last 10 years. This is about... That doesn't mean that we still have enough medical colleges. That doesn't mean we have enough doctors um, to solve for this. So we sure. can keep selling the glasses half full. But now that we've got 100,000 medical colleges, we have a better possibility of producing more doctors for our, for our citizens. True. We have a better chance of improving ourselves. And therefore, this journey constantly continues. But this, this journey constantly continues on the back of a belief that we are doing something great. Or it just believes on this constant self-flagellation by saying life is a misery, this country is a misery, nothing can ever happen here, government is corrupt, politicians are corrupt, the country is going to the dogs, let's just sit every evening and celebrate this. Mm. It's like that classic thing, you know, there, was, there were two men uh, breaking uh, stones on a hot summer afternoon outside a temple that was being built. Somebody walked up to them and said, kya kar rahe ho? To one of the first guys. He said, Kya dekh rahe ho? Kya kar rahe hai? Garib admi hai, pathar tod rahe hai, dhup hai, bacho ko paal rahe hai, kar rahe hai, yeh kar destiny hai. Agle ali se poochha, usse bala, aap kya hai? Aapne usne bala, bhai, kya hai? Yeh bhai, bhai, mandir bana hai, us mandir ke banani ke team ka mein player ho. Mein bhai, bhai, mandir bana raho. Yeh sir, attitude, is desh mein parivartan hua hai, pichle 10 saal ke andar, and this is what I blame the in the left intellectuals for doing. They forced upon the Indians this first attitude, which was self-defeating and kept them constrained. Hmm. I am glad that we represent a, a different viewpoint, which may be a little bit more bombastic, which may be a little bit more aggressive in our dreams. But that's okay. You know, sometimes... It's dreams, a new language. It's a new language. And, you know, they say it's a dream worthy enough to fail. Hmm. So what happened? We won't be able to 
चालीस ट्रिलियन नहीं पहुंचेंगे बीस तो पहुंच जाएंगे ना उसको एस्पिरेशन में लेकिन आपके साथ रहते रहते तो हम तो दस पे भी रहते हो रोते भी रहते कि कुछ नहीं होगा कुछ नहीं होगा यू नो और वो हमारी हर नेशनल लाइफ में अफेक्ट करता था हमें टैलेंट की कमी नहीं थी आपके ख्याल से हमने दस साल के अंदर हम कॉमनवेल्थ गेम्स में जाते थे या एल में जाते थे कहीं दस मेडल जीते थे कहीं पंद्रह मेडल जीते थे हमेशा अपने को कहते थे जिनको भेजते थे उनको भी ये कहते थे भाई हमने तो वैसे नहीं जीतना तुम्हें चले जाओ करके वो भी नहीं सोचते वही बच्चे दस साल बाद जा रहे हैं अब वो कभी कोई सौ मेडल लेके आ रहे हैं कहीं ये क्या बदला तो ये बात ये बात ये एक ये एक एटीट्यूड को बदलने की बात थी एक परिवर्तन लाने की बात थी जो आई एम ग्लैड धीरे धीरे इस देश में हो रहा है एंड आई एक्सपेक्ट होप कि जो हमारे साथ के जो इस अपने जो आपने कहा ये लिबरल्स हैं या जो लेफ्ट हैं वो आपको बिलीव करते हैं अपनी बात को तो बहुत अच्छी बात है बट उनको रियली अपने आइडियाज़ की बेसिस पर आर्ग्यूमेंट जीतना चाहिए उनको अपनी ब्रिलियंस की बेसिस पे अपने आर्ग्यूमेंट जीतना चाहिए इनोवेशन के बाद पे अपने आइडियाज़ को जीतना चाहिए और हमको हम हमारा गेम को आप करना चाहिए और अगर वो हमको हरा देंगे तो ऑब्वियसली दे विल कैरी द और द ट्रॉफी द होम या ओके द थॉट प्रोसेस नाउ यू नो यू टॉकिंग अबाउट ट्रांसफॉर्मेशनल चेंजेस विच हैव कम अबाउट इन इंडिया एंड बींग रेडी फॉर दोज एंड दैट देर इज अ लार्ज सेक्शन ऑफ इंडियंस हु आर रेडी फॉर दैट ट्रांसफॉर्मेशनल चेंज एंड वॉन्ट टू टॉक अबाउट इट टूडे बट आई एम ऑल्सो गोइंग टू कम ऑन दैट वन पॉइंट दैट यू स्पोक अबाउट एंड यू ब्रॉड इट अप आई डिट बिफोर आई कुड अबाउट परिवारवाद राइट योर फादर uh is the national security advisor so obviously uh there'll be a whole bunch of people who'll say that your rise uh in uh in in the country has been to do with that there are people who are pointing uh fingers at jaisha that it's because of his father it's because of amit shah they these kind of uh, uh attacks are coming in that the bjp talks about parivarvad but they there are a whole bunch of people who they have who have risen because of their fathers being in important positions so i know you are you no, no, smiling no, I'm because very, <laughs> i'm very happy to answer this question Go because ahead. this 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 question uh, you no, will be I, living with a counter question i will ask you a counter question right that um, when you say ki you have and i can only answer for myself so we'll talk sure. we gave this case to myself okay. now that you given me the opportunity to uh, when you say that you have risen you please tell me what do you mean by risen what has what have i happened to me because of parivarvad hmm. parivarvad would have happened if i had been promoted as a lieutenant general in the army or become the deputy nsa or the nsa of this country to parivar now i'm i'm not being i'm sorry but i have to defend my absolutely explain. yeah i was a topper of hindu college uh, delhi university in economics in 1994 chalo parivarvad I was a chartered accountant at the age of 20 uh, you know 23 from Arthur Anderson Parivarvad I went to University of Chicago in 1999 and London Business School Parivarvad I joined Morgan Stanley on Wall Street Parivarvad I start uh, you know you know I start the India think tank in 2009 5 years before BJP comes to power right Parivarvad after I have to do something to earn my living or and in any of these things i still run the think tank i still run my uh, i still run my uh, my my small firm so isme mujhe kya benefit mila jisse aap ye keh sakte hain ki mujhe parivarvad ka benefit mila hmm. 
अब आपने कहा कि आप अगर आपको आपके माँ बाप ने आपको पढ़ाया तो वो तो पढ़ाया मेरे को फादर कुंड गॉट मी एन एडमिशन इन टू इन टू इन टू हिंदू कॉलेज और गॉट मी एट डेली यूनिवर्सिटी रैंक और गॉट मी वट एवर यू नो सो आई थिंक ये ये आप यू नो इसका इसका इसमें इसमें मैं ये डेटा नहीं कर सकता कि इससे मुझे क्या मुझे मुझे क्या बेनिफिट मिला जिसका ये हाँ माई फादर इज द एन एस यू ऑफ द कंट्री बट माई फादर इज़ नॉट द एन एस यू ऑफ द कंट्री माई फादर इज अजीत डोवल अजीत डोवल वॉज अ चपड़ा सी स्टिल माई फादर आई स्टिल टच माई फीट इज फीट इवन इज द एन एस यू ऑल्सो इज माई फीट आई डोंट टेक एनी मनी फ्रॉम द टैक्स पेयर आई डोंट हैव एनी टैक्स पेयर बेनिफिट आई एंड एंड वट एवर आई डू फॉर माई कंट्री आई डू इट आउट ऑफ माई सर्विस एज एन इंडियन एंड दैट एज एन अजीत डोवल सन आई कंटिन्यू टू सर्व माई कंट्री No, you can agree with my view on how the country could be served, but when the charge comes that you have family war, then family war is what kind of? Okay, I went to BJP, so in BJP I am doing work. What did they give me? Technically, BJP is not that they should also. That you can be say as a BJP. And my father is not even in the BJP. So family war would have only applied, which applies. Is my father would have said, yes, now I appoint you the NSC of this country. <laughs> because 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 now that is it is a family position तो ये कोई ये कोई इसका ना इसका and you didn't even get a ticket for the assembly election that further proves that the BJP doesn't have परिवार वाले because there was so much reporting uh, that happened कि हाँ जी शौर्या डोवल जो हैं वो उत्तराखंड से election लड़ने वाले हैं it's a matter I mean it's a done thing कि ticket तो मिलेगा ही NSA के बेटे हैं उनको वो अब उत्तराखंड से तो लड़ेंगे ही और फिर ticket नहीं मिला I think I think you know yeah it's it works well for people like us but don't people come to you and say that in उत्तराखंड जब आप जाते हैं कि क्यों नहीं आप इलेक्शन लड़ रहे नहीं पीपल डू कम एंड से टू दैट टू मी बट आई थिंक पीपल वॉन्ट मी टू बी एबल टू सी मी डू इट ऑन द बेसिस ऑफ हु आई एम एज अ पर्सन एंड विल आई बी एबल टू राइज टू द एक्सपेक्टेशंस दैट दे हैव यस पीपल डू अट एक्सपेक्ट अ सर्टन स्टैंडर्ड आउट ऑफ मी यू नो दे डोंट एक्सपेक्ट मी टू बी अ कावर्ड दे डोंट एक्सपेक्ट मी टू लाई They don't expect me to be like everybody else because you are Jitendra Singh. I am Jitendra Singh, but those values and standards I'd have to maintain all my life, <laughs> right? You know, that's that's the that's the. But that cannot be called uh, called parivar. But that is what we call sanskar. Hmm. You know, so so. Does it happen, uh, sons of uh, of people who are great achievers, whether their mother or their father, uh, that they have to live up to these? achievement standards is it a is it a kind of a burden that no i don't think so i don't think so i don't burden so. is a negative word but uh, i mean again obviously depends on everybody else i'm asking you because like say a nehru's uh, daughter or a gandhi's son or a, a patel's uh, progeny they they would all have to Only carry that they right? decide to uh, follow this parivarvad concept okay so for example let's take newsland if jawala nehru was prime minister and rahul gandhi was the best scientist in this country who would say it's parivarvad it's only when rahul gandhi says i should be given the prime ministership of this country because my grandfather and my mother were then it is parivar or uh, some cricketer's son says that i should be made part of the cricket team because my father was but nothing stops a cricketer's son to be the best uh, write the best novel in the world and win the nobel prize for literature Hmm. After all, we've had uh, people would actually want that. People would expect that if your father is 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 a great uh, uh, artist, then you could be you should be great a uh, sportsman or great in anything that you decide to do. I think the culture of trying to create monopolies on the basis of lineage is what is parivarvat. 
It's okay to have it in the private sector, not in the uh, uh, in, in the private. Government. So I come from the private sector. In private sector, also we 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 see the same. All promoter companies. Why did all promoter companies fail? Because they insist. Because if they don't have the, the because they insist on saying that our son will become Malik, the company is ours. While that argument cannot be defeated, the outcome of that is that. at the end of the day the business sooner or later collapses unless you've got a progeny who is inherently so good that they can take it further because this argument excludes the talent because the talent says well we'll go and perform wherever we get space you cannot keep talent down the hmm. you cannot keep talent from rising to the top and this country is a country that is increasingly going towards meritocracy that's another reason why it's rejected parivarvat hmm. because it wants merit to come Hmm. They don't want me to be talking to you on the basis of who son I am. They won't want to listen to me, but they would like to if I have something to contribute. Fine, they will accept it. If I don't, they will discard it and say, "Well, he's not up to the mark. Let's get somebody else." Let's come to uh, being Ajit Doval's son. One was that you were in Pakistan. Uh, you know that that period uh, that you have talked about. What is it like uh, for you and your brother? Do you get? I know that you fought in court also. Um, you know. Uh, in in a couple of cases um no no just one case no, one case <laughs> okay one case and your brother too so uh, tell me uh, is it something that you've had to battle and what is it like um at the family table uh, do they does this come up that you face attacks because you are the nsa's sons see this is uh, yeah, you know this is uh, this is uh, the Because he's an apolitical person, he's the he's national security advisor, but he's apolitical. You are political, so there are a, a number of dimensions to this. But you know, I am a, a, an adult. I can make my life choices, hmm. right? And 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 as long as I make life choices that are consistent with uh, the rules of this country, the laws of this country, or the whatever I said, the values that my family represents, then it's fine. You know, somebody can be a sportsman. Somebody, I mean, I grew up in a house where we were allowed to pursue. the careers that we wanted to pursue as long as they you know were honorable and they they reflected a certain amount of uh, you know adherence to principles and values and law as as would be expected so i don't think uh, you know wo hamare pe koi issue as regards this thing i mean you know the there was this one particular case it was so juvenile i've talked about it in the past as well you know yeah. because as i always say just because you have a hammer you think everything is a nail so just because you thought that you were like that or people in the past have been like that everybody in this system will also be like that so you know they decided to go after my brother um, just because they wanted to target my father and the absurdity of their proposition was so absurd and so legally indefensible that when we actually did decide to take it to the court of law Uh, and said that okay now that you've come we'll go after you for criminal defamation we'll see that you go to jail for what you've said then they as usual like cowards back down apologized and said we're sorry we did it and you know we, we you know uh, and then you know since we have better things in life to do than to fight these battles we said we'll accept your apology and we'll move on hmm. but that was the sum total of this whole 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 uh, uh, you know but it does come with a certain amount of baggage in the sense that uh, you have to deal with security uh you your movements are curtailed to some extent uh and you know i i've interviewed your father one of the few journalists i guess who's interviewed your dad there's this whole thing about him being hyper aggressive and all that but when you speak to him he's so soft spoken you 
you'd wonder all those stories which are there about your dad and here is a person who's so mild mannered who's so gentle while talking what is it like to be ajit doval's son smita we are just a normal family that believes in basic principles that i think every family probably tells it we believe in honesty we believe in meritocracy we believe in hard work we believe in doing the things right way we believe in in this country we believe in its future we believe in ourselves and we believe that uh, we keep transmitting mm. generation to generation these values mm. that uh, that you know maybe my grandfather and before him did to us so we just another normal people and we don't uh, take ourselves this seriously you know once we go inside a house we don't uh, yeah. you know we don't uh, we do, this does, this is this is of no consequence to us as i said uh, you know you discuss are social media mein aapke bare mein ye likha hai no not at all not, not at, at all, all not at all not at all because usse hame kya farak padta hai इनसे हमने कहा ना हम जो जो भी करना चाहते हैं जो भी कर रहे हैं वो हम अपनी कन्विक्शन और अपनी उससे कर रहे हैं हम किसी की एक्सप्लेनेशन से तो नहीं कर रहे हैं आई एम नॉट सपोज टू गिव एन एक्सप्लेनेशन टू एनी बडी फॉर वट आई एम डूइंग नो बडी इज आस्क मी टू डू दिस आई वॉल्टियर टू डू दिस शौर्य यू वर वर्किंग अब्रॉड इन द बैंकिंग सेक्टर मॉर्गन स्टैंडले जी कैपिटल थर्टी ईयर्स ऑफ एक्सपीरियंस इन फाइनेंस and then you decide to leave it and come to india so what is it that uh, motivated you to leave a successful career there to come and do stuff like think tank which is not really uh, you know financially a viable career move to make i think Absolutely. in most most people would think it's not so what is it that motivated you to come back to india so uh, smita i moved back in 2009 right again you know so a non bjp those... government no the year bjp lost the elections lost. and had no possibility yeah it to come back at that point in time and the reason i did that because as a concerned citizen staying in london i felt that this um, uh, you know things were going down south and that uh, uh, you know we just couldn't i couldn't just watch from a distance and just say you know i'm done and dusted and what what different does it make to me i was settled i was you know having a career i said and i don't want to be one of those kind of intellectuals that goes back every evening has a glass of wine clips about it goes to bed and then goes to play golf in the morning i wanted to go and do something about it hmm. in my little way that i could i believed in a certain viewpoint i believed in a certain ideology i looked around the landscape i thought of some people who really were like minded like me and were trying to make this difference so then it was an easy decision for me i said in my own small way let me um, let me try and and be part of this struggle part of that like i told you of that small guy who's breaking the stones and things i am part of this team that's making the mandir and i didn't do it because i wanted any quid pro quo or i wanted a job i still don't want i mean you know i don't want anything in back i didn't do it as a, as a business i did it out of my conviction um and and those are the values i reflect those are the values i'd like to give to my daughters you know those are the values that i got from my parents and uh, and i understand that you know uh, different people may have different motivations my motivation is different my motivation to do this is out of service for my country is to do it for this uh, for the for the belief in the ideology that i believe in is to make uh, my contribution in small way that i can and um, god's been uh, good and kind and i know how to work hard so you know it's uh, you know off. it's very uh, it's a new thing to do uh, i would think in 2009 you're really young to make a switch 
इन इन योर करियर एट दैट स्टेज टू से हमें थिंक टैंक में काम करना चाहता हूँ या थिंक टैंक बनाना चाहता हूँ नॉट इवन काम करना चाहता हूँ इट्स नॉट एज इफ यू गोइंग टू ब्रुकिंग्स और समथिंग लाइक दैट विच इज ऑलरेडी या टू लीव अ वेल पेइंग जॉब यू नीड अ लॉट ऑफ फैमिली सपोर्ट इन द सेंस ऑफ या हाँ बेटा तुम ठीक कर रहे हो और योर स्पाउस और गर्ल टू से दैट या यूर डूइंग फाइन दिस इज द टाइम टू मेक द राइट मूव डिड यू नीड दैट वैलिडेशन फ्रॉम योर फैमिली एट दैट स्टे और नो 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 आई हैड फुल सपोर्ट ऑफ माई फैमिली Of my parents, of my wife, who was a very was 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 a doctor in London, was doing very well in her career. Yeah. To pack her bags and move back to India with me, um, because uh, but uh, you know my uh, as I said, uh, uh, you go you know you you were asking this question. Um, I think one of the things that we um, have been taught by our parents is to is to act on conviction. You know, if you look at my dad as well, you know. Many of the things he did, you don't do them because you get paid by the government or your naipes officer. You do them because you believe in them, right? You do them out of conviction, and that's between you and whatever belief that you have. Uh, and I think that uh, you know, I like to think that if anything that I, if anything parivar vaad is, is that conviction I want to be able to carry in my uh, in my uh, as be part of my genetic makeup. That's the only thing I want. I don't want a job or a thing that I'll take care of myself. Hmm. I think I can I can look after myself. So what was the uh, let me come back to the foundation. Uh, we yeah. didn't talk much about it. Uh, so when you started what was it that uh, was the goal? And you know for people who don't understand what a think tank does. Uh, if you can just break it down for me as to why your think tank what was its goals and what do think tanks do? Okay. So our think tank which started in 2009 basically was was decided that we needed to look at India uniquely from India's perspective going back to your earlier point that we must bring down civilizational understanding to bear on the policy making and problem solving for this country this country did not start its journey in 1947 as long as we try to address our problems from the perspective of a lens which starts in 1947 we will make either we will make mistakes in our assessment of the problem or we leave them half complete we need to take a civilizational perspective and then take the entire cumulative wisdom and translate into modern day policy making so that was the foundation of the basis of where indian uh, india foundation sta- stands and if you go to the website that's exactly what it said so now 16 years ago uh, when it started that to look at india from uniquely india's perspective hmm. then it broke it down and said well there are many areas but we decided to work in three or four areas we mm-hmm. said we'll work on the areas of foreign policy and security we'll work on the area of economics and we'll work on the area of culture mm-hmm. in these three areas we will try to bring some of these ideas and try to iterate and then analyze them mm-hmm. understand them and then advocate them mm-hmm. uh, so that we can we can we can convince more and more people um, that this is the way that things should be uh, done in this our policy should be formulated in this country so the idea really was to analyze and then um, uh, advocate on this so that is what my think tank does it's a it's a it's a it's an ideological think tank mm-hmm. it's not a neutral think tank we don't claim to be saying we are we are we are we are a neutral think tank we do look at it from the lens of the civilizational perspective we and we are we are overt about it it's not that we claim to sure. be neutral and then we say well we so i am a center of right think tank i have a viewpoint and i have and to those who and then obviously as i said in the beginning i uh, try to convince those people who would listen to me 
that please try and understand what I'm trying to say. Try to understand these things. Thing, uh, and if you are convinced, come over and you know I'd like to I'd like you to change your viewpoint. So sure. that's my job as a think tank. Think tanks have uh, and the larger question that you ask. Think tanks uh, have played different different roles in different countries. Hmm. In India, uh, the United States, Europe, the, even in China, they have existed for for, for years and have played uh, different different kinds of. Roles. It just depends on the culture. For example, how is your think tank different from the Confucius think tank think tanks of China? How is it different from, say, Brookings uh, of America? No, just so to do it in, in comparison. So, for example, Brookings sister Brookings. Let's take mm -hmm. the United States. United States, the think tank culture is 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 really a system where practitioners and academics come in and out of government. Yeah, and they have a very established system of. People being in government, coming out of think tanks, developing their views and going back into government. It's a revolving door that they yes. have. In India, we don't have that system. Hmm. People in think tanks typically don't go much into government or have the government system has much role in them. In, in India, think tanks is pretty historically been staffed by people who retire from government. Correct. They were considered and parking spots. Or exactly. Whatever. Most, yeah. And most of them were government funded think tanks. Correct. Right. So in India also had a large number of think tanks, but they were government funded think tanks. So they never took a viewpoint which was different from the government. Hmm. So they were, they did a lot of work and then maybe government had some system of absorbing that work. But it was really a revolving door policy. Okay. Political party didn't have think tanks at all hmm. they just didn't think the need to think hmm. and actually even still most of them don't have yeah bjp or the larger movement actually was the first one to have start think about this way back in 2009 hmm. so to so from that perspective we are a very new experiment we are only 16 17 years okay. into making vif was another think tank of this kind so this is a new initiative we will see how this evolves in this country um, so one thing that, that so that is how we fund, we are fundamentally different from the united states hmm. now in the political thing we are now having this culture at least in the bjp of a think tank which will allows us to not only develop some ideas but also train some people who may then be able to go into government should there be government and try to carry forward these ideas through policy making okay and also to be able to give back some feedback to the party and the government from time to time as may be required on certain policies tell me about funding now and with funding of course i'll come i mean we've already discussed the the ed raids and things on certain uh, think tanks but i want to talk about funding where do you if you can uh, talk about it how do how do think tanks get funded uh, generally and yours particularly and what do you have to say about uh, the george soros uh, funding uh, that is coming into several think tanks around the world will you take soros funding so so this since you are a person from media you will appreciate this fact that uh, any any entity that it needs to uh, function needs uh, money and needs resources to be able to do that sure but you must know where that funding comes from and what agenda you want to pursue. And at least you must tell your audience that where it is coming from. There is nothing illegal about taking funding, but you must know what is it coming and what agenda so that the people who absorb know from where you are coming from. You cannot deceive or should not deceive them by telling something else and doing something else. Yeah. Now, for us, as the India Foundation is concerned, India Foundation is a RSS affiliated think tank. It does not receive any funding does receive funding from RSS and RSS-related organizations. It is an RSS think tank. Like many other programs, it getting it receives funding from the publications and articles. It does not take any funding from uh, foreign entities or from a George Soros, etc. Because it is unless the RSS changes its view 
and says that now we are ready to take foreign funding then you could mm. take it as well because then you have to tell people we represent certain uh, uh, section or from the from uh, the communist party of china and say when i'm writing a report for them so you know so our funding is purely out of our affiliated organizations out of the publications and journals that we do and once in a while we when which you, which when you do when you work with the various government uh, the departments and uh, ministries they have a way of organizing conferences and you know where they use think tanks to organize them yeah i've seen conferences where maybe the itdc is going yeah. to give you the hotels or might give you the uh, or air india might sponsor when air india was government owned why sponsor the tickets or or the hotel might sponsor the location or a private sponsor may sponsor uh, yeah. this you know etc etc and 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 there and and and, and that is how social work in any society is done and it the, comes under uh, csr for many uh, uh, organizations i've seen and it that, comes yeah. yes so the question is that you uh, and then we pay our taxes we uh, or, or whatever i mean i'm not uh, that uh, cognizant but whatever are the rules we adhere to the rules and we and we do it but we there is no there, there is nothing that we are hiding about mm. who we are and what we we represent and since we represent a nationalist ideology obviously we'll only take resources and help of people who believe in ourselves how how else will we end up uh, the, uh, doing it and then uh, in our view we consider it uh, we consider it uh, you know treason may be a big word but we consider it unethical to take money from outsiders and then pursue their agenda hmm knowingly to is in our view very bad and unknowingly means you are stupid you are taking money from people and not knowing why are they giving you hmm. the money so you know so i think as long as we can you know that's our judgment and i i so from as far as we are concerned we are very clear that you know we how we who we take our funding from and how and what areas like many of these think tanks have seen when you look at it that they're taking it from an omidyar network they're taking it from soros they're taking it from bill and melinda gates and they're saying what is wrong with it if they are not going to influence our papers if they are not going to influence how can it matter no no so then that then then they should disclose then if they are taking for it then they should focus on the work that they are doing now then they should say if you are doing for polio eradication and you are taking thing and you are saying we have taken this is the money we have taken this is then then that's fine but you can't take money and say i'm taking money for polio eradication and then start funding uh, naxalite movement or some work for for naxal then say that's also part because then you are then you are not matching the purpose for which you are taking the funds you are taking money in the garb of some other activity and doing some other activity तो आप अगर आप अगर आप अगर इस तरह के थिंक टैंक हो या इस तरह के एनजीओ हो जो आप जो आप अपने चार्टर को फॉलो करो फिर क्या यू कैन जस्ट गो डू दिस चैप्स दिस ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस व्हिच फंड थिंक टैंक्स डू दे टेल द थिंक टैंक आपने पोलियो रेडिकेशन पे करना आपने एनवायरनमेंट पे करना आपने ये स्टोरी करनी फॉर एग्जाम्पल से अ मीडिया ऑर्गेनाइजेशन इट गेट्स एडवर्टाइजिंग फ्रॉम कमला पसंद I'm just randomly naming Kamla Pasand. If they take advertising from Kamla Pasand, it's not necessary that that Kamla Pasand tells the uh, the the network that you have to promote uh, in your uh, shows. You have to promote uh, eating pan masala. ये तो नहीं होता ना. या फिर आप अगर हम सूर्य बल्ब्स ले रहे हैं, तो आपके जो TV studios हैं, वहाँ पे सिर्फ सूर्य बल्ब ही लगेगा. ये तो होता नहीं है media organizations. So when think tanks take money from say a Bill and Melinda Gates, is it necessary that uh, those Uh, that you have to say that my uh, the funding that i'm getting from you i'm going to spend only on no bilkul nahi bilkul nahi bilkul nahi to wahi to maine kaha you have to use your discretion and judgment as as and as long yeah. as you can justify ki aapne aisa nahi kiya to then you are fine 
कोई भी कुछ अक्यूज कर दे लेट से गवर्नमेंट ऑफ द डे आल्सो आपको अक्यूज करती है तो आप जस्टिफाई कर दीजिए ना उनको कि साहब हमने ऐसा नहीं किया हमारा क्लियर है हमने ये किया था हमको ये ये डोनर्स आते थे ये हमको तो फिर को, तो कोई लीगल चार्ज तो नहीं बनेगा ना आप पे या फॉर एग्जांपल सोरोज और ओमेडियार देयर इज द गवर्नमेंट हैज नॉट बैंड देम एग्जैक्टली सो टेकिंग फंडिंग फ्रॉम दीस गाइस एंड हाउ यू यूज देम आई मीन व्हाट हैज हैपेंड इज इन सोशल मीडिया देयर इज दिस होल थिंग दैट अरे ये तो सोरोज फंडेड है उसका मतलब एंटी नेशनल है गलत है ना फिर गलत है ऐसा नहीं है ऐसा नहीं जस्ट बिकॉज़ आप देखो सोशल मीडिया के बेसिस पर आप मुझे ये नहीं कह सकते कि वी कैन क्योंकि वो तो एक अनइंफॉर्म्ड व्यू है कि 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 ऐसा है कि उन्होंने उससे लिया इससे ये मीडिया ट्रायल हो गया ना अगेंस्ट पीपल वो तो देखिए वो तो वी लिव इन सच वर्ल्ड ठीक है ना अब मीडिया ट्रायल तो होगा तो वो तो हम भी कुछ बोलेंगे तो आप कुछ जिसने नहीं बिलीव करना होगा नहीं बिलीव करेगा वो तो सोचेगा नहीं नहीं ऐसा ही होता है तो वो उसका कोई मतलब नहीं है बात ये होती है कि इन द कोर्ट ऑफ लॉ इन द कोर्ट ऑफ इन द इन द टैक्स मैन कोर्ट यू नो इन वेर एवर दिंग अगर आपने अपनी उस दिन के लॉस को अडेयर किया है और अगर आपने वो किया है तो देन यू शुड हैव नो प्रॉब्लम अगर आपकी कोई जजमेंट की भी गलती हो गई समटाइम्स इट कैन हैपन तो आप बता सकते हैं कि साहब हमने तो इस तरह लिया था हमें तो नहीं पता था ये एजेंडा था वी शुड बी मोर केयरफुल इन द फ्यूचर ठीक है ना हाँ तो मेरा मतलब मेरा मतलब ऐसी कोई इसमें बात नहीं पर जहाँ पर लोग जानबूझ के लेते हैं जानबूझ के और बाई दी ये भी हमको पता है कि दुनिया में ये हुआ था है बड़ी बड़ी एजेंसीज बड़े बड़े कंट्रीज अपने नरेटिव को फंड करती हैं इसके थ्रू तो हमें पता है ना कि हम स्पेस में अगर हमें पता है कि हम एक ऐसी जगह पे जा रहे हैं जहां पर ये रिस्क हैं तो वी शुड बी कॉग्निजेंट ऑफ द रिस्क इफ यू आर इफ यू कंसिडर इट अ रिस्क इफ यू कंसिडर इट कि हमारा वो एजेंडा नहीं है तो फिर हमको पूछना चाहिए ना कि अगर हमको क्यों क्यों पूछ रहा है फोर्ड फाउंडेशन हमसे क्यों करवा रहा है ये काम ठीक है अगर हमको लगता है कि नहीं कोई ऐसी बात नहीं है बिल्कुल ठीक है हमारे हमारा जजमेंट देन इट्स ओके अगर हमारा जजमेंट गलत होगा तो वील पे द कॉस्ट ऑफ इट वील गेट दैट मींस वी आर गेटिंग यूज्ड बाय बाय थिंग तो हम इस्तेमाल ना हो इसलिए थिंक टैंक्स को इस बारे में कॉग्निजेंट रहना तो चाहिए तो ये सटल ट्विस्टिंग ऑफ माइंड्स एंड आइडियाज डज हैपन और हम भी करते हैं बाय फंडिंग हम भी करते हैं हम भी करते हैं देखिए ना गेम तो नरेटिव्स का है ना गेम हम भी हम भी चाहेंगे कि हम ओपिनियंस और थिंक्स दुनिया में बदलें ऐसा दिन आएगा जब हम भी करेंगे दुनिया में Hmm. आज हमारे पास वो संसाधन नहीं है या और वी वाई विल वी नॉट वील ऑल्सो प्ले दिस गेम बट वट आई एम ट्राइंग टू सेज दैट वंस वी अंडरस्टैंड दैट इट इज डन देन वी जस्ट हैव टू मैनेज दो रिस्क एंड मैनेज इट कि हम कोई ऐसा काम ना करें जो नेशनल इंटरेस्ट के अगेंस्ट हो नेशन hmm. को अहित करें और हम जाने अनजाने में अपने आप यूज हों किसी और का एजेंडा परस्यू करने में ऑन द रिवर्स हमको उनको यूज करना चाहिए अपना एजेंडा को परस्यू करने में हम क्यों यूज हो बिकॉज दे हैव द प्लेटफॉर्म्स ओके ऑन द बैटल ऑफ नैरेटिव दैट वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट यू नो आई मीन विद दिस द इसराइल हमास वॉर विच इज गोइंग ऑन दे लॉट दैट इज हैपनिंग एज फार एज नैरेटिव आर कंसर्न लॉट ऑफ फेक न्यूज एंड नैरेटिव बेस्ड ऑन फेक न्यूज ऑल्सो विच हैपन्स एंड यू नो इट्स नॉट जस्ट द वेस्ट एशिया विच इज ऑन फायर यू आर सींग दैट हैपनिंग all around the world now right i want to draw attention to an article which appeared a few days ago uh, thomas friedman in the new york times i will quote this in which he says from the article i'll quote it uh, i'm watching the israel hamas war and thinking about one of the world leaders i most admired manmohan singh he was india's prime minister in late november 2008 uh, when 10 pakistani jihadist militants from the lashkar-e-taiba group widely believed to be linked to pakistan's military intelligence infiltrated india and killed more than 160 people in mumbai including 61 at two luxury hotels what was singh's military response to india uh, india's september 11 he did nothing now here 
Mr. Friedman is actually admiring India and admiring Dr. Manmohan Singh for that matter for not reacting militarily to 26-11. He quotes the NSA of that period who says that it was a strategic decision not to do that and India did, you know, India uh, did various covert things to counter it but not military things. And uh, not putting boots on the ground was a sensible uh, decision as far as Friedman is concerned. That's what his take now let's talk about the battle of narratives and how it has changed because god forbid something like that was to happen in india today there is no way that a mr modi will react like uh, dr manmohan singh did is this mr modi as prime minister only or has india changed uh, with that india has changed india has changed and no matter who is the prime minister of this country Indians will not accept a leader who believes that something like this can happen. A whole country of 130 crore people can be humiliated and doing nothing is an option. Hmm. Right? And, 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 and in the battle of narratives, we are shown to be some you know, weak, fragile people that anybody can come and do what they want to. Hmm. We're just here. We're, we will always be at the receiving end. This country will no longer accept it. This country expects its leaders to do what is right, but also to be shown to the world that what is right. And that they're, they're to want to exercise. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, it's not just good enough having strength. It's sometimes you have to exercise strength as well to demonstrate to the, to the world. Now, I'm not saying for a moment that uh, that means going into a war or doing, sure. doing you know, you know gen- necessarily being hot-headed. Hmm. But, I'm only limiting to your point to what Mr. Friedman was saying and to counter that point by saying that doing nothing and just being uh, being seen as, as, as weak is not controlling the narrative. You already lost the narrative. Even if India did many things, who cares? In 2009 showed India as a weak, vulnerable, uh, uh, incompetent and nincompoop country. Where anybody can walk in, they could have had the biggest nukes in the world, they can have the standing army, what is it worth? You can just go walk around and kill 200 people on the streets of Bombay and they'll just, there'll be some platitude, some diplomatic day marshes and do nothing. You think a Pakistani sitting on the other side or Lashkar sitting on the other side really thought that, oh, now Indians are really very strong, you know, they've controlled the narrative. So I don't think that uh, this is this in in, in the battle. Uh, it's not just a. It's also you have to win the battle of perception. Your enemies and your uh, must know that they should they, that they should have deterrence value. That they should know that there is a cost that they will have to pay. Hmm. I think so. So I don't hmm. think that this. I agree with this analysis that you know uh, that Ma- Ma- Dr. Manmohan Singh doing nothing, and uh, and 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 uh, you know uh, was 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 a victory for India of any sort. Hmm. This was one year before you uh, you decided to come to India. I know of many Indians who at that stage uh, decided that they've got to do something. They they need to come back. And f- between 2009 and 2014, I'm, like you, I know of many Indians who decided to come back to India because they couldn't take it anymore. They wanted a change. Uh, they said this to me. And at that time, you know, sitting uh, in India... You don't understand that it could move somebody to such an extent. What did twenty six eleven do to you? No, I, I I I lived in a part of London which was where where 
Jews and Indians live. We are the most progressive um, community. We control the world of finance. These were the best part. They'll turn back and said, what kind of people are you? You deserve to be beaten. You deserve to be hammered. You know what has happened in history to you should continue to happen. Because you know what? You guys are not willing to fight. You don't, you don't have any leaders. So it was the humiliation of the highest kind. You can look back into somebody's eyes and say, what were you, what kind of a country were you? You kept saying, oh, we have this big army, we have this big uh, navy, we, have, we are such a big country. But you know what? It just takes the Pakistan to keep humiliating you and you keep saying, oh, next time we'll do it. Next time somebody does to it, we'll do it. You know, you know, it's like that classic joke in, you know, yes, Prime Minister, right? He says, when yeah. will you use the nuke? When they're at Piccadilly, you know. Yeah. So the question is that what were they waiting for? So I think absolutely that was a day of huge national humiliation, hmm. right? And and I will not buy this argument which said that, um, you know, that uh, just because uh, just because uh, it was very strategic and they did a strategy. It's very good for Mr. Friedman to say it because he was not bearing the humiliation. Right, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, it was it. You, what, what, what would the Americans have done after 9/11? No, that's fine. It's okay. Just a couple of three thousand people killed. We are two hundred million people. It's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, they went after Osama bin Laden. They did everything to do to 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 get even with. with they with fought the, wars in countries with, which were not con- connected right? to 2016. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but they were uh, 9/11. What did they say? They said they said okay, if you have to fight, we'll not fight on the streets of New York and DC. We'll take the war in the streets of Baghdad and Kabul. Hmm. Why should we let our kids die? Why should we lie, let our innocent people die? Ab ladna to hai. To agar ladna hai to agar ladai yahan aayegi. So they pushed the war back. You could agree or disagree with them, hmm. but the fact was the alternative to that was uh, streets of New York and DC. There has never been an attack on America after that, hmm. right? Hmm. And so, so I think I think it's very easy. And I think we must. Uh, give uh, give 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 full marks to the prime minister that in his tenure he has given us back that uh, that mm. that sense of pride back. Of course, we didn't go to war. We called off the bluff. Mm. But you know, it's like saying you know if you the only way to call off a bluff is to just go challenge it. And, 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 and at the end of the day, what were they saving us for? You mm. know, this whole classic argument. So you know what? So then we would have all become Amar. If we, you know, then all we would have never ever, uh, we would have become, you know, every Indian would have lived for the rest of their thousands of years. But ultimately, uh, you have to live, but you have to live with honor. What is that hmm. life worth which is befit of any honor? So, in your face, for three days, you were brought to your knees. By, and what they did was they did. You know, that what they did. I'm not blaming. What did you do after that? What did you tell your people? What did an average soldier feel? Ki, ye, you know, what did an average Indian feel? Are we safe? Hmm. Can this happen to us? Do, does our government really care for us? Do, do, do those who run this country really willing to die for this country and save this country from English? So this was, uh, you know, in, uh, in, and you know, we have a very traumatic history. You must not forget. We, we like, we have a thousand years of traumatic history of seeing this. You know, Ahmed Shah Abdali sold on the Kabul streets of Kabul 30,000 Hindu women in one night. What did we learn from that? If we didn't learn that there is a cost to honor and independence, then we haven't learned anything at all. And I think this is where Manmohan Singh Saab really, really failed the country and he paid the price for it, rightly so. Mm-hmm. He paid the price for it because he sh- the, that one lesson they should have understood 
that they may were willing to pay the price but the country was not willing to pay the price the country was willing to avenge its honor and that is why the country stood with uh, with modi saab when it happened i still remember you talking about pulwama i'm talking about every situation like union pulwama i was watching the videos in pulwama when the when the dead bodies were coming home you know there were the tv and media crew were were, were interviewing people as, as the 40 word what were parents wives brothers telling them they were saying theek hai hamara to ghar ka wo gaya par desh ke liye gaya na lekin iska badla zarur lena chahiye this should this this death should not be in vain उसका कोई वैल्यू तो है तो ये फ्रीडमैन साहब के लिए कहना बहुत आसान है कि 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 अब जब हम हम भी कहते हैं कि अमेरिका पे अटैक हो तो उनको जरा ऑन से संभल के करना चाहिए था कुछ ऐसा नहीं करना चाहिए सबको साथ लेके चलना चाहिए बट देर इज ऑल्सो द व्यू दैट आई फॉर एन आई इज गोइंग टू टर्न द होल वर्ल्ड ब्लाइंड सो वॉट इज हैपनिंग इन इन वेस्ट एशिया नाउ इजराइल शुड गो स्लो बिकॉज इट्स गोइंग टू कॉज अ जेनोसाइड द वे दे आर गोइंग अबाउट इट सो दिस बैटल ऑफ नैरेटिव इज वेरी वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग दिस अ वेरी कॉम्प्लिकेटेड इशू करेक्ट इट्स नॉट एज सिंपल एज दिस इज uh it is it is and one understands that you know uh, uh, you have to be nuanced in the way how you take this but i am talking about extremes yeah i'm saying both extremes are wrong hmm. not doing anything is also wrong and doing excessive is also wrong hmm. but both your fr- uh, your enemies should know that there is a cost uh for uh, for what their actions and that you have create enough deterrence that people don't try to mess around with you uh, uh beyond a certain point this is the whole concept of keeping your country secure hmm. you know you know so i think i think uh, i mean we can talk about every specific situation but mera matlab main aapko sirf usi context mein bol raha tha jo aapne mera pehla sawal pucha tha ki kya wo manmohan singh sahab ke time par kuch nahi karna was an option hmm. and i also think that going beyond a certain point retribution or you know Ma- mass punishment is also probably not the right approach but at that time uh, uh, not taking an action was not a prudent thing in your prudent to sawal chhodiye it was humiliating matlab hmm. you know jaise aap khud hi keh rahi hain ki everybody felt i don't think any indian felt ki nahi nahi bahut acha kiya unhone unhone ye karke to theek hai uske baad unko jo karna tha karna tha chale kuch nahi to aakar at least thoda garaj ke bolte to sahi yaar वो भी नहीं किया उन्होंने मतलब ये भी मतलब एटलीस्ट चले कुछ भी नहीं कर सकते थे आप अरे देश को हौसला तो दिला सकते थे पर ये मेरे को लेट मी टुवर्ड्स दी एंड कम टू उत्तराखंड योर फ्रॉम उत्तराखंड विच सेंड सो मेनी यंग मैन एंड वेमेन टू द फोर्सेस वेमेन नाउ बट अदरवाइज यंग मैन इट्स देयर इज अ ट्रेडिशन यू आल्सो कम वी रिप्रेजेंट 1% ऑफ दिस कंट्री इन पॉपुलेशन वी गिव 18% ऑफ इट्स आर्म्ड फोर्सेस अमेजिंग okay so one is to 18 times ratio and in such a small state such a small uh, state. if you compare it with the other states it's a very small state but there is a culture to that um so you tell me uh, that in uttaranchal which uh, where nationalism runs uh, so deep in the veins is the bjp a uh, very strong uh, uh, in the state for the 2024 elections and does that uh, reflect in all hill states because in himachal the bjp which alternates between uh, congress and the uh, the bjp it lost the election there also nationalism is very strong uh, when we come down further in uttar pradesh where nationalism runs very deep uh, in the veins because in two uh, state elections you've had uh, the bjp winning out here so tell me how is uh, the bjp 
positioned in your state in uh, Uttaranchal, in Himachal, which neighbors you, in Uttar Pradesh, which also neighbors you. How does the BJP stand in these three states? No, so I think as far as the as far as 2024 elections are concerned, BJP is in a very very poor position to win all the five seats that we have in Uttarakhand. Hmm. Uh, that's a pretty foregone conclusion. I think if we put a bamboo pole, they will win the election. Hmm. I don't think we run the risk of that. I think as far as, but to your point on where state elections and national elections are concerned, I think, you know, we have now a very uh, high level of literacy rate in these states and mm. the, the elections are very nuanced. So people do understand that when state elections are concerned, they're not really grappling with ideas of national security and national, they are do, do It do comes down local, to say apples in Himachal, uh, exactly, it comes down to local to, issues. Yeah, it comes down to say maybe so the are, old pension scheme exactly, in your state. Exactly. It, it could come to it any It comes to place. local benefits. So people yeah. do make that differentiation. The Agni Veer uh, uh, thing, does that impact in Uttarakhand because you have so many people, the Agni Path project? No, I don't think so. I think it's being very well received. It will give again a lot of people there because this is not a this is not a this is not an electoral issue electoral as a state level st electoral level state levels are purely local issues and they are but they are pension scheme and agni no, no, those are, those, become, are no, no, yeah. those are those are issues those are issues those are, those are issues i would think that in uttarakhand and in himachal both these uh, states the agnipat scheme and the old pension scheme these are going to be very very important definitely so in the oh, because we have a large proportion of government employees they have the old oh, the old pension scheme will definitely be issue as far as state elections are concerned but if if the if an, in national elections this will definitely go against the bjp or you know but mm. it will not go enough for people to believe that you know that oh they need to vote the bjp that the congress is an option represents for that. a better option as far as the as far as as as, as, as the nation national co elections are concerned but for state elections they uh, might state elections make that. they definitely and they also depends upon local governments so why is it that in himachal they chose to topple the government, but in um, uh, is in Uttarakhand uh, it was still Dhami. I think I think I was I don't know what happened in Himachal. I don't follow that election very closely, but I think in in Uttarakhand we also had a simultaneous elections with Uttar Pradesh. And it's and also uh, I think it's also called the laboratory of your Hinduism uh, and the Hindutva, not Hinduism, but the Hindutva policy of BJP that uh, Mr. Dhami takes it like one step forward in everything. Is that true? <laughs> I think it's a it's a it's a it's a predominantly Hindu state, hmm. and it's a you know it's a state where. Uh, faith and religion is a very important part of people's identity so it's a it's it people tend to gravitate towards those political parties mm. that actually talk about these issues and address these issues now i'm not saying that necessarily that model fits everywhere else mm. but in uttarakhand per se people are sensitive uh, to 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 um, to these issues because as i said you know we are a very small state we know and in this such level. a small state rohingyas came and settled down Exactly, and it didn't know. matter. Yeah, it, you know, the, when these things were encouraged by the governments, they didn't just had come and settle down. They needed tacit understanding of the political establishment or the uh, of the government's uh, you know apathy of the government to allow this to happen. These created social disturbances. Hmm. They created uh, social uh, issues that sh shouldn't have existed. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to a larger thing. But if anything has to be done, it has to be done in concurrence with the. Uh, aspirations of the local people, keeping their sensitivities in but mind. But surely there is. A, I have met with people who say that it served the purpose of the BJP too because it causes polarization and it causes fear. And fear is a major reason why people vote in a particular manner. 
I don't think at least I can talk about in Uttarakhand. In Uttarakhand, it's it's in Uttarakhand I'm talking no, about, no. not Himachal. Uttarakhand. No, no, no. In Uttarakhand, in Uttarakhand, uh, you know, I spend a reasonable amount of time yes. on the ground, and I. In Uttarakhand, the vote for BJP is not driven by fear. It's not driven because because the numbers aren't enough for any significant polarization to happen. You see, we are we we our in our in Uttarakhand state, predominantly the majority constitutes close to over eighty eighty five percent, maybe even nearly ninety. So that's it. The fear of the outsider is what makes people vote in a particular manner. Is what some no, but feel. but but this is the, the 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 even the things are in very small constant out of the seventy constituencies. Luckily, hmm. this is this is an issue mad best that. Happens in maybe four or five. Hmm. It's not. It's only in the plain areas. It doesn't hmm. concern the hill areas. So you're talking about the balance sixty-five constituencies where this is a non-issue. Okay. So just because it gets, so it's not. It, you cannot fight the election on the basis of that. Yes, on those maybe four or five, it causes some polarization and may may benefit the local incumbents. Do you want to fight an election? Is that something <laughs> that you would want to do? No, I as I said, you know, I have approached this part of my life as a matter of uh, service. I don't need a career. Fortunately, I have a career and which is reasonably hmm. okay. So I'm, I'm not seeking a job. So I don't consider. Um, I don't. I'm not looking at it as you know. I want to fight or not fight, etc. We are a you know a system an ideological party. It is a decision that is taken by people who are who may uh, uh, who decide what you should do and what is the best job you should uh, be, be given at hmm. some point in time. It's Even a very the, RSS culture, right? That you work as a karyakarta, and then your career path is selected for you by by somebody else. That's why we don't believe in parivarvad. We believe in uh, we believe in a system of of uh, of choosing the right person huh. for the right job, it, it, as best as possible. Yeah. So I think you leave it to people who are uh, who are managing or thinking about what is the best. To decide what, how best you can fit in the system. Some people do some job and they do a good job. They are the right people. Their constant job is to put the right people for the right job. So I assume that if they think that it's the right job for me, they will tell me to do. It. If they give me the responsibility, hmm. then for me it becomes a job, a responsibility that I must do well. It is not a. It's not a career I'm seeking. It's not a. You know, in our politics, they say a davedari. I'm not doing a davedari. I'm not here to do any any quid pro quo. Hmm. You know, this. See, I, I had somebody from uh, an academic uh, uh, from Australia who was in the uh, show in the podcast, and they said that the narrative which comes out of India is something that we base our analysis on because we are not coming to India. We base it on on media reports and all. And the narrative is that RSS ke logi. Right wing militant and all one tends to think ये AK forty seven लेके घूम रहे हैं paramilitary organisation paramilitary organisation and you being from the RSS so I would think that डंडा लेके mostly overweight people that one sees associated with RSS pardon me I don't mean to be pejorative but I'm just saying that when you meet them they seem very So Mild you know, part of my job is to keep traveling all over the world and presenting our viewpoint, and this is what we talk to all the informed people in the countries. You know, I just returned from about a whirlwind tour of the Middle East last mm. week. I was in every state capital. Is that this exactly this point? That if you India is now a very serious country, India is a very uh, and you if I as serious players want to engage India in a very serious way. Then you must really understand it. You can't be flippant in dealing it with based upon certain kind of narrative that is coming from a very uh, superficial understanding of the system. And just because it's written in English and gets published, you just be lazy about it and read it and form your opinion. You need to really come on the ground and see what is happening. Hmm. See exactly 
and then make your own assessment i'm not even saying whether you should follow, you know but you need to engage if i need to understand what is going on in the us i just can't read a few uh, newspapers and then decide ki ye ho raha if i'm serious i really need to get the best possible data and the best possible information and as comprehensive as is possible to form my opinions hmm. um so i think it is it is it is for them the onus on is on them to try and engage for them uh, with uh, with 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 the ground seriously and then obviously it's also for the organizations like rss to be able to present their viewpoint okay. in a manner in which they understand it as well so i think it's a it's a it's a it's an equilibrium where we are all both heading towards so and finally i'll ask you that uh, you know uh, when you look back and you think that uh, when you left in 2009 i'm sure many cassandras told you ki ye kya kar rahe ho acha career hai chhod ke ja rahe ho and you know going to an uncertain future in a country in a government uh, ruled by a government which you did not ideologically believe in uh, so but i believe in this country in this country you know i came for the country i didn't come for the government so when you came now when you look back uh, are you happy with that decision and uh, uh, do you want to continue living in india 101% you know i you know i am i am i am here by choice not by compulsion you know i could be employed anywhere in the world and i can go anywhere in the world and have a decent job even today right mm. uh, this is a choice i made for myself and i can i'm very grateful that i made this choice for myself because if i look back on my on my um, years that i've done this has been the most satisfying part of my uh, life i had a uh, a great career and i love that as well i mean you know and i've seen it at the best i've seen it at the most cutting edge of where it was the best colleges you could go to the best organizations you know with, so i've seen it but i think that this has given me much more meaning and purpose and i know it's a it's a very long journey and it's a journey which and its objectives will probably even outlive me mm-hmm. uh you know and uh, but that's irrelevant interesting yeah okay. you know you know you know that's that's irrelevant i think what is what is what is relevant has been that uh, you know in in your own small way you try and make a difference and i think that uh, if i look back in 2024 and look back in 2009 i think whatever we did in a small way it did change the dial we are in a much much better position as a country we are in a much much better position as a society as a nation and uh, and and i think that uh, just reflecting back and saying that you were a small part of that effort is quite gratifying and thank you shorya for being part of thank the podcast you so much. <laughs> thank you for the service that you do and all the best for the future thank you very much for having me on the show thank you thank you for watching or listening to this edition of ani podcast with smita prakash do like or subscribe on whichever channel you have seen this or heard this namaste jai hind